0: this is ps you're on the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love hate and hate to love and we're your hosts shelby and matt
1: Oh, uh, thank you thank you oh, very wait, much wait. I've, I've actually been in character for um uh, a whole year and a half this is me Austin butler back
0: no no, no. wrong movie sir just Please when you thought me. i was gone
1: i'm back it's actually crazy my voice has to sound like this because of my intense accent training i'm not putting this on it's not a facade
0: well didn't he always say that it he didn't know what people were talking about. He's like, I don't have an accent. This is just my voice.
1: No, he definitely, no, they had to, re- his accent coach or dialect coach or whatever had to come out and then some doctor as well and be like, so technically, like if you have been doing an accent for a long period of time, <laughs> it can change your vocal cords. So oh, he really does sound like this. That's why my
0: British accent is and, so perfect.
1: Uh, right, exactly. all my childhood
0: talking oh, like no. this for fun
1: been watching too why much why Harry Potter. Po- uh...
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't fix it anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's here, so babes. perfect.
0: Hey, mm-hmm. babes, we're here to mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. uh, Priscilla, right? Priscilla, In it. A In movie. It. It's, a, it's a movie. It's a, a, meme. a
1: movie. It's the thing so about good. this movie
0: is it's a movie
1: <laughs> oh now're we're, now we're in Wind Harry <laughs> Styles dear Lord okay we gotta we Ooh. gotta get on track <laughs> this is too many accents for one. Whoa, and whoa, and we whoa. And just you wait till next week when we're covering the new Hunger Games movie and <laughs> I get to do uh, the southern accent that the main actress has decided Ooh, to throw uh, into the a little, a little teaser. A little something for yes. look forward to, uh, A little, well, I say, I say, the I'm Hunger so, so, so. Games. <gasps> I am oh, oh, here. Oh, girl. Oh, Scylla, Scylla,
0: <laughs> no. where are you at, girl? Oh, you my little thing, girl. <laughs>
1: uh and and literally and legally a girl because she was <laughs> yeah. 14. Yeah. What?
0: This is unfortunately our second Elvis movie in a um 12 month period. I don't remember when Elvis came out, but I remember Elvis came out
1: in the, so in the summer. So like last year Yeah, so we're like eighteen months or whatever, but we were talking about Elvis for forever because it did get nominated for a bunch of Oscars, and then if you remember correctly, it lost all of them. So yay for the Oscar voters, (laughs) for he's white,
0: he's white.
1: I do sometimes quote that and I'm like I'm like I gotta I gotta delete this from my repertoire because for a couple <laughs> months like people knew what I was talking about and it was funny and now it's just coming across as racist and I yeah, like we like got weird. I was like I can't I gotta I gotta get out of this habit.
0: Yeah and unfortunately he did not make an appearance in this. I think that would have been a cute little Easter egg if, if yes, Tom the Hanks Colonel was just caught in the back. Oh in the background. Oh yes Colonel Tommy,
1: <laughs> with his with the the old age makeup and the fat suit yeah. and <laughs> The fedora and the cigar is just wandering around.
0: Priscilla, darling, this is just business. But Priscilla, business.
1: she's white.
0: <laughs> she's, she's
1: 14. <laughs> <laughs> Bring her over to the house.
0: Get her over. Here. I promise I'll take good care <laughs> of her. <laughs>
1: Oh dear god uh, Yes we're talking about Priscilla Which is Sophia Coppola's uh, Take on Elvis um, Yeah
0: she saw Austin like, Butler And said you know what <laughs> I'll take care of this
1: <laughs> I feel like this is one of those examples Which happens I don't know, every couple of years, like when there was the two volcano movies at once, where it's like, <laughs> there's something in the zeitgeist and multiple people kind of stumble upon it at the same time. Yeah. And there were just these, like, several different Elvis projects in the work. Because Baz Luhrmann's took a while to yeah. make. I obviously, was shooting during COVID. This ha- shot since then. Um, but very interesting to see this movie and and uh and a a very different portrait i think of elvis than we had seen before
0: yeah because during our elvis episode i think a thing i kept coming back to was how annoyingly like smoothly washed out all the little wrinkles were and it was just like oh poor sad elvis taken advantage of never stood a chance Sad, sad, sad. And it's like, sure, that's true. You know, being a celebrity, woof. I wouldn't want it. Tough. Tough life. Um, <laughs> but the second half of that movie, or maybe the final third, I don't remember, it was super long. Um, Priscilla pops in there as like this cute little, like, oh my gosh, we met while we were abroad and now we're happily married, and I got poofy hair and big eyelashes. And it's just like she's not really a character, she's barely in it, and it's just like sad Elvis. I really don't remember. I don't remember anything about Priscilla except the tour bus scene. Do they like get divorced in the movie or is she not really seen after?
1: Wait, Shelby, is there something
0: like tapping? Oh my gosh, it's my nervous tick. I was just bouncing my knee. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) My apologies. I will keep that under control. Oh my gosh. That's just the anxiety I get, like talking about
1: Elvis. It really just like, oh my gosh, nothing harder. (laughs) You know, it's tricky. It's tricky. No, I honestly don't remember Priscilla really at all from the original Elvis movie. I should actually look up, like who, was it a famous person who even played her? I don't think so. Elvis. And they definitely made her look older. Oh, yeah. Well, because I remember some of the lead up to Elvis coming out was like, hey, did you know that Elvis was like sort of grooming like a 14 year old girl when he was already (laughs) famous? And like, like, are they going to talk about that in the movie?
0: (laughs) Did you know Elvis told someone that he doesn't have sex with women who's had children? Yeah, that was a big conversation. You're right.
1: Olivia DeJong played Elvis. I've never I've never Shaking heard of this woman. <laughs> and clicking on the picture of her, I'm like, don't recognize her. Could have been yeah. anyone. <laughs> um, But so she... Yeah, so she really didn't make an appearance. They didn't deal with that at all in the original Elvis movie, which I feel like is part of the reason why that movie was so frustrating because it depicted Elvis as this sort of, like, incredible person who was, like, taken advantage of and then sort of beset upon by this colonel who got him into, like, drugs, and he had this kind of sad life but like none of it was his fault he was just this aw shucks nice mama's boy who had bad things happen to him who loves
0: black people has a lot of black friends who
1: loved black people (laughs) colonel parker did not love black people but (laughs) elvis did and i feel like it's interesting i guess like i guess they also needed the elvis estate for that one because they had all of the music from it but Mm. like it's kind of weird to have that movie about Elvis like it was almost as is as if Elvis was alive and was like a producer on the movie sort of like uh you know the Elton John biopic or something because of how like pro Elvis it was it didn't really try to get into the conflicts very much at all where this is really shallow yeah it's from Priscilla Presley's point of view it's based on her memoir I think she has like a very interesting kind of Conflicted relationship with Elvis Now looking back on it But this feels Much more of a movie that's like Pro Priscilla And not like I don't know I wouldn't necessarily say It's anti Elvis but it's definitely showing Some like negative sides of Elvis And showing their weird Relationship in a very like uh Like Non sugarcoated way
0: Yeah yeah it's from Sofia Coppola, who did um, *Marie Antoinette*, *The Virgin Suicides*. I really only
1: saw those two of hers. *The Beguiled*, oh, she did the beguiled. *Lost in Translation*. Yeah, I the love *The Bling
0: Ring*. Play. Oh my gosh, *The Bling Ring*. She's I one of my. Rob.
1: I want to rob. She's I one of my favorite rob. directors. I feel like all of her movies are good. I like them all, but she does. I think especially in recent years tend to skew a little on the, um, like, slighter side or, like, softer side. Like, she's not necessarily going for big things. Like, it's not big Mm. emotions. It's not big scenes. It's, it's like, very sort of contained and, um, I don't know, like, more contemplative. Like, this movie, there's lots of... I mean, it's gorgeous, and the costumes and the sets and everything are incredible, but it's very it's a lot of like Priscilla sort of wandering around the house and being by herself and combing her hair. And it's very like (laughs) introspective. It's not like Elvis where you're getting these big set pieces and bombastic things. Um, Like this is almost a movie that seems to be like, you know what? No, actually we don't want any Oscar nominations. Thank (laughs) you. Rather than like going out of the way to try to get. Oh,
0: I kind of disagree. I feel like it's It was a very style forward film. So it's definitely like there's definitely that element of it. Costume, makeup. Like it seems very centered on aesthetics. Like it's very much an aesthetic driven film. And it reminded me a lot of an education, that Carrie Mulligan movie.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: That was the same vibe I was getting. I like an education more, I think, because like you said, this is a really quiet film. And Yeah, I haven't watched a ton of Sofia Coppola, but like thinking of Marie Antoinette and that was sort of a, not controversial, but it kind of mixed bag. Like some people loved it. Some people hated it. I read the oral history about the making of like that came out last year or something. And I think it's like interesting comparing the two because like Priscilla, Uh, Marie Antoinette was like a very misunderstood character, kind of second fiddle to a larger story that was happening around her. And there were all these judgments around these people, their place in history. And obviously Marie Antoinette had like a bigger (laughs) social force than Priscilla. But I think it was interesting to compare them as like character studies because Marie Antoinette had such a specific point of view and she had so much fun with it whereas Priscilla I felt like kind of got buried in the aesthetics like it was just concerned with pastels and close-ups of I don't know cat eyes and I felt like it started to fizzle by the end and I was kind of left wondering what Sophia Coppola's opinion on Priscilla was really you know
1: yeah I think that, that has been the the point that either people loved or hated about the movie. Yeah. Because it premiered at Venice, which is sort of a weird place for this movie to come out i feel like like it's such an american movie well i guess it's set <laughs> the beginning is set in europe but anyways so it came out there the reviews are really strong and then it start and then i saw it at new york film festival and i loved it but leaving the screening a lot of people didn't and then i feel like online since then there's been a lot of people who are like what is ha-? like nothing happens in this movie like nothing is going yeah. on it's it's sort of like yeah a big ball of pastel nothingness I think that one of the tricky parts is that she's working off Priscilla Presley's memoir. Priscilla Presley yeah. is obviously still alive. So I think and she's that, a producer. And she's a producer. So I think that Sophia Kobla is trying to like show what happened, like very sort of honestly in a lot of ways, like stick close to the actual yeah. events as how they took place. But So she's presenting everything to you, but she's not really like going either out of her way in either direction to be like, oh, Priscilla was, or like Elvis was good or Elvis was bad. She's sort of just like, this is what happened. Make with it what you want, which I sort of like, but it does leave you a little bit in places like, I wish that she would sort of like go in a little harder on like, that this is a weird situation and like maybe elvis wasn't the best like i don't know it it kind of well, leaves you feeling like... like uneasy at the end
0: yeah i mean it's not even like like i think it would have been interesting to see this movie without the comparison of elvis like in some ways this felt like a companion piece because it's like elvis and then you're like wait secret priscilla and so you're like oh well knowing what i know it like fills in a lot of gaps here whereas if i hadn't thought about elvis in 20 years and i saw this movie i feel like it still would have left me like i don't care about if elvis is good or bad i don't like elvis it's fine (laughs) and but what was more confusing to me was that for a story About Priscilla, Priscilla had almost no voice in this film. Like, I think I could argue that was intentional, but it was kind of like frustrating because a lot of it was her life around her and her reactions to it through like visual cues, and she's constantly staring. And I think the actress does a great job of like, especially the comparison in the early part of the film where she's partying with Elvis and then having to go back to school. But you don't actually get a lot of the inner like workings of what Priscilla is thinking or feeling. It's all show and no tell. And it starts to drag because there's so little people willing to engage with her. She's just always sitting alone in a quiet room.
1: Yeah well I mean there's really only two actors in the movie. Uh, I mean it's <laughs> yeah. Elvis and her. I mean there are like people sort of lurking in the periphery and her parents are involved kind of but yeah. it's mostly just the two of them. I mean I think that yeah that is intentional to sort of show that it's this she's this child who was plucked out of kind of oblivion and then cuz she meets she meets Elvis well she's in Germany um with her parents who are stationed there in the military. And Elvis was also in the military for a stint. And so they meet at like a party kind of thing. Elvis immediately takes an attachment to her. She's she 14. is 14 and yeah. he is in his twenties and like, he's already yeah. famous at that point. And, He's like keeps sort of like sending for her to come to things and her parents are like what this is weird but like (laughs) sure and she's obviously in love with him because it's like you know if my sister when she was 14 and met Harry Styles or whatever you know (laughs) it's like she is a child who is just so enamored by this massive celebrity and then Elvis convinces her to and her parents to have her move to Graceland. And live there, like, sort of by herself while he's on tour and comes back. And they, and just like wait for her to turn 18 so that they can finally get married. And then, even once she gets married, like, she has a kid right away and is sort of still locked in this house while he's out about touring until you get to the end of the movie when finally she gets a divorce and sort of like goes off on her own way. But I think the whole plot of the movie and the reason why Priscilla is so like a non-character almost is that Sophia Coppola is saying like, look, you pull this child out of, you know, this situation in Germany where they're already probably like sort of have some emotional stunting going on just because you're traveling around while you're so young and then lock them in the house for 10 years where they have this weird relationship with this mega celebrity but sort of don't get to have any interactions with the outside world and you're not going to have like a fully developed person you're gonna have this weird like half child monstery kind of thing (laughs) and it's only at the end of the movie when she finally leaves that she can like become a full individual
0: well I see your point.
1: I do. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that, like, like yes, she had, like, yes, she has agency, and we could be getting, I guess, more of sort of her internal monologues during the movie. I like whether that be like through a voiceover or like her having some sort of friend or something in the house that she has conversations with. But I think truly part of that is that she didn't really have anybody to talk to because she was in the house with like Elvis's yeah. mom who. We like that is a weird relationship. Her well, parents are overseas, mom, yeah. or yeah, or grandma or whoever it was, but yeah. like she's in the house with Elvis's people, so she really can't have a frank conversation with them about things. Her parents no, are overseas, sure. so she can't talk to them. It's like she uh, is yeah. just trapped there.
0: <laughs> no, I really liked the first half of the movie. I really liked, yeah, pretty much when she's still a teenager. <laughs> I think that was really compelling. I honestly they did a great job of casting her I thought the actress was great and she looked so young yeah and so you know they they cast Jacob Elordi as Elvis who's six foot five so he's just a towering giant but he especially makes this little tiny girl look so small and I think that was like the fascinating part is like she's so excited enamored to move and then it's just like her sitting on a couch like trying to get comfortable and even when she's with her friends who are just like loud and obnoxious and constantly drunk and like just being just the most frat boys of all frat boys to never go to a frat i i liked that i think where i start to feel frustrated is that as she was realizing like this isn't the life she wanted like as she had her kid as he got more violent as he got more you know, um, inebriated. She was like slowly learning how to control him or like give herself space. But then the ending really like just glosses over everything Priscilla has said she did. Like it just felt rushed, but also slow at the same time. Like Priscilla had two affairs and one of them's hinted at here, but again, she's not allowed to talk or explain like what she finds Likeable about him, or what she gets fulfilled through him. And it's just like, huh. And then the ultimate scene being what it is, I read about it later. And like, she, I don't know, I I just find myself confused by the ending, I guess. Like, I didn't understand what (laughs) the point was in ending when it did and how it did after so much like build up to giving her this like voice moment, but then having it sort of just feel kind of like, um, like good for you I guess I don't know
1: (laughs) I don't know I really liked the ending I mean it's one of those like driving off into the sunset kind of endings but it it felt to me like very sort of okay my my chapter with Elvis is closing like who am I now like I finally get to make this decision of like who am I in a life without Elvis and like I'm gonna drive away from Graceland and sort of figure that out. Um, I mean, I guess well, I have Well, I mean, the
0: real story with... The real story with Priscilla in her book is that he drunkenly assaults her, like, rapes her um, after he finds out she's having an affair and is like, this is what a real man... This is how a real man makes love, you know? And that's that's sort of hinted at in the movie, but he stops himself when she says no. And that's when she has her like wake up. And I'm curious, like I didn't I don't think the rape was necessary to show, but I feel like knowing the truth and to be fair, Priscilla has said that she maybe used the wrong language when she talked about being forced to have sex. And that's like up to her. That's her prerogative to define it how she wants. But I feel like it's interesting to see what was cut and maybe why and how that kind of I don't know. I just felt like kind of like, huh, this ending isn't like meaningful because it's the falsest part of the film to me. Like it's, you know, it, it wasn't like she left that hotel room, immediately drove and like left, you know. So it's like it was right. played up for the drama of it, but then actually ignored the heart of the drama, which was his. In his double standard in, in how she was allowed to explore her sexual needs.
1: Yeah, I guess I didn't really. I, I haven't read too much about like the actual uh, event, yeah. so I didn't realize that there was like discrepancies there. I do feel like th- Priscilla Presley as a person is a very yeah. like interesting character because she's obviously so attached to Elvis. They have this kid together. They get a divorce. He dies like fairly shortly after. Yeah. Um, and because you know, she's the mother of the child, like the estate and stuff then is handled by her. Mm. And I think because of the... Because, I don't know, because he dies then, it's sort of like his legacy is then put on her even though they had gone through a divorce. So it's like she has her own story and her own life, but it's kind of like she's also actively incentivize like monetarily but also just i think through kind of i I don't know like weird nostalgia and relationships and whatever to have sort of like a pro elvis point of view so like her story i think like let's say elvis was still alive today and had like gone on and gotten married to somebody else and whatever it's like i think that she would probably have a very different Outlook on the sequence of events And would probably see him as more Of a negative figure where I think Because she's sort of Spent the last however many Years I don't know you know like being sort of Like the face of Elvis yeah there's Like weird stuff going on there So I wonder if some of That kind of about the ending Was her Choice or or Her asking for it to be that way Just because like yes, this is a story about her and her sort of like finding freedom, but at the same time, and she and I think that's why there's not very much editorializing in the film because it's like okay, this is what yeah. happened, but then also like she doesn't want this movie to come out as like an Elvis like a hate too, piece, almost. yeah, yeah, but it sort of is. But I know it's that's not. what was confusing because
0: like I was watching and I was like, you know, I was like. There's all these arguments about like oh well, teenagehood was different, like child, like the idea of children was different, like you know, like oh they were just so much there, so, so like whatever. And I I think that's bogus. And I think the movie does a good job again of highlighting just how young and impressionable and tiny and has no one like starstruck and has no one looking out for her and is just being used by the people around. Like I think it does a good job of re- of like insisting like no, this was creepy. But I also think it like really holds back from making any sort of strong judgment because it's like, well, it was complicated. And I agree that that's like, you know, I wasn't in that relationship. I don't know how Priscilla feels about it. But it did make it interesting to watch a movie and to feel myself being like, ew, gross, hate him, garbage. But to still feel that sort of warmth for him, even in the film, is like, oh, he's tortured. Oh, it wasn't good but it's also like everyone's complicated or something and I'm like I don't know I feel like I'd have I feel like the movie could have shed light more on on like that relationship because I'm like what was what was is like intention in Endgame because I think that you know this is probably one of the unanswerable questions especially because he died so young but like it wasn't like he was a pedophile and it wasn't like this was a pattern as far as we know. It was like something about Priscilla that he just like kept under lock and key and was like, I don't want to have sex with you, baby. I, I want to keep this pure. Whoa. I want to keep this pure. <laughs> I mean,
1: if, we, if you, we do think about the other Elvis movie, though, I think the point of that is sort of also that he was this like man-child sort of yeah. delayed development kind of a person who was, like, very naive, was very taken advantage of, Um, sort of had, like, didn't have that much agency and just, like, went along with things. And I wonder if part of the reason why he wasn't attached to her is because he was also sort of, like, a childish kind of figure in some ways. And he had, like, this pause development. And so, like, when he saw her, he was, like, felt this kinship and connection but also, like, knew that he should that like he shouldn't be, you know, like sleeping. I with don't a 14 think it was year. out of
0: the goodness I, of his no,
1: heart. No, I, I mean, I don't think it was out of the goodness of his heart either. But I'm just saying, like, I can, I don't necessarily think that it was like. It's like if he wasn't a pedophile, if he wasn't trying to sleep with a fourteen-year-old, it's like, well, then what did exactly he see in a fourteen-year-old that he want like? I think yeah, there must I have mean, been some sort of like weird emotional connection between the two of them aside from just like you know well, like yeah, being like... attracted to her physically but I think that's because he also seems like a very odd strange person based on I don't know everything that I that we've seen from him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's impossible to say and again it's like you know it's it's a weird relationship, and I think it's Priscilla's the only one who really knows it, and the way she shared it hasn't always been the clearest, I think. In her book and in interviews, people get, like, mixed messages, and that's totally fair because it's a strange thing to go through and, like, su- endure and survive or whatever. I think the movie does a good job of allowing Jacob Elordi to be, like, this main character, but also feel very un... Uh, like, almost like romanticized fantasized in the moment like he he flits in and out and um he has these mood swings and it's all very like just it's very disconcerting for the audience like you never know what's going to happen you never know what's going to set him off you don't really know how to predict him and so i think in that sense it's an, a fascinating film to to watch those dynamics happen it doesn't always make it an entertaining film or like necessarily the most engrossing film but I think the performances are so understated that it's really there's almost something voyeuristic about it where you're just like oh like I get it like I see what's happening behind closed doors almost without being like over the top and like you know there are chairs thrown, but most of the time it's happening in these sort of vignette styles that are juxtaposed with, like, the loud partier, you know, wreaking havoc in his backyard to the, like, quiet control freak lashing out when he doesn't get his way. Yeah, Something I mean, I interesting really seen to watch.
1: I liked the subtlety of this movie a lot i feel like in a hollywood where but the biopics that we're watching are often like so overdone and over the top and feel like they're really like have been written by a committee of people to like hit these high notes and like i think that this is a very different Mm -hmm. biopic and i liked that and i liked that it did get into some of these like murky things but didn't also feel the need to necessarily solve them in the end where i think you know something like bohemian rhapsody (laughs) like wants to put a very nice bow on everything where this for all the bows in the movie did not necessarily (laughs) like tie up all of the loose ends partially because i don't think that they're there and the thing with like priscilla presley is when she was going through all of this, she was only 14, 15, 16 years old. So it's like her memory of it, like her feelings that like, it's so hard to separate all of that out, you know, in your mind, however many years later, especially when there wasn't social media or like ways of tracking things necessarily as much then it's like, you're just relying off of like her sort of impressions of things when she was younger. Um, like, it is sort of hard to go off of that, I think.
0: Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like a biopic. It feels very much more like just a a, a stylistic impression. Like, it's, it's, I wouldn't say I learned anything about Priscilla, right? Like, it's not like you learn, I don't know, like, you could say you get yeah, the no. broad strokes of her life, but it's not really, like, informative or, like, this is the date that this happened and, like, here and here. It's jumping from, like, scene to scene very quickly. Years pass suddenly. Like, it's it's not worried about the details, per se, in your sort of studious biopic way. Um, it feels very much like she had... It captures the essence of Priscilla, I'd yeah. say.
1: It's it's very vibey. They don't use yeah. <laughs> any Elvis music in the movie. It's all music by other people. Yeah, um, yeah The movie Maestro, uh, which also played in the New mm-hmm. York Film Festival, the Leonard Bernstein one with Bradley Cooper and Carrie Mulligan, I think is very similar in some ways in that it also is not too focused on like these major life events and is more focused sort of on kind of the yeah like the general vibe and energy of the person which i don't know i really f- i really liked both of these movies because i enjoyed sort of that different approach to a biopic before because i feel like up until now there's basically two types of biopics you get you get the you get the uh like bohemian rhapsody where it's like we're gonna give you their person's entire life in <laughs> three hours, and we're going to, like, hit you with the all of the high points. Like, here's when they did this music video. Here's when they did this performance. Here's when they did the whatever. And then they're sort of, like, trying to cram some personal details in there, but it's, like, mostly drugs and stuff, usually. <laughs> or you get, like, the My Week with Marilyn sort of biopic where you get, like, one very specific, like, very short period of time with a celebrity yeah. or, like, Judy. Um, and it's kind of like, this is the this famous person doing like not everyday things but sort of like
0: Yeah, just like one thing. They're
1: they're living their life for like one section of time and sure we'll like yeah. reference other stuff, but it's like mostly set in one moment. And this yeah. is an interesting way of like you are getting a lot of her life, but at the same time it's not like um you know, it's not something like the crown where it's like, OK, here's where she wore that one dress that, you know, and yeah. here's when she did this other thing that was on the news. It's like, yes, there are outfits and stuff that connect to things that she actually wore. But it's like you're not really hitting the high points of her life. It's mostly just like vibes.
0: Yeah. So I had two questions. Um, okay. One was... You know, thinking about Elvis and what we learned from there, there's the colonel who's referenced in this like once or twice, but is never seen. And I obviously don't know about I like I didn't read Priscilla's book so I don't know how hands-on she was in these sort of dynamics happening um between his friends and the colonel and his dad but I remember those relationships being very fraught in the Elvis perspective um do you think it was intentional that those were left out and was that effective or do you think it could have done to see how she I I don't know kind of engaged with that side of things So I
1: was looking at this and uh, because I was trying to figure out the timeline of like when this was made. And I think that like while this has been in development since before the Elvis movie came out, that the shoot of this was after the Elvis movie had come out. So like theoretically, they would have seen that and then shot this. And so I wonder if part of that was just I mean, like. One, this is about Priscilla, it's not about the colonel. But two, it's like, okay, you've just had this whole movie that's about the colonels, maybe like let's not right. get into that <laughs> at all. But also, yeah. I don't know, like, I think that this movie was really only focused on Priscilla and her relationship as it stood with Elvis. Like, yeah. even the even her family and that sort of dynamic, which feels like had to have been more interesting and have more layers to it like early on you get some scenes with the parents but like even like even some of the of trying to figure out like how she got the go ahead to
0: right. move to
1: america and <laughs> that's like big. like yeah like you don't get as much of the kind of juicy sort of drama there as i think that they could have put in the movie so I honestly think that whether or not the other Elvis movie had come out, that that Sofia Coppola was just, like, not that interested yeah. in the Elvis sort of business side of things. Yeah. and And I think also a lot of that stuff with Elvis really impacted him mostly towards the end when he started getting into, like, drinking and all of that. And, like, yes, that's somewhat in the movie, but I feel like you don't get that much of that period here where in the movie you get a lot more of like old Elvis at the Vegas hotel and the residency kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Well, and something that's interesting is like, you know, Sophia Coppola is under no responsibility to like follow a timeline or prove her sources or whatever. And like she with Marie Antoinette and the blink ring obviously makes pretty big swings with these historic or or you know relevant histories um to guide the plot and i felt like it was kind of interesting to have had like the elvis overarching theme so i like knew what was being referenced because there are definitely times where she's like allowing elvis's big moments to happen in the background like his affairs on set or you do see his like comeback TV, recording, whatever, which was a huge plot point in Elvis. And it's almost like hard to imagine seeing this movie without that because I think I would have been more frustrated by like, wait, what's going on? Like what? What's happening? But I also wonder if that would have served this movie better as well because my brain was just automatically like filling in the gaps. Like, oh, look, it's the leather suit. He's going to do this. It's going to kick off his music again. Happy Elvis is back. And then you get less of like Priscilla's actual anxiety around these unpredictable moments where she's sort of just like this background character that's just flittering around, like holding her dog and like being nice to his friends, but never really talking, never really bonding. And I just, I found that fascinating, but I wonder in another universe what it would be like without having the knowledge I do, you know? Did you feel yourself yeah. wondering that or catching yourself being like, oh, I remember this?
1: I guess I tried to delete most of the Elvis movie from my mind. So <laughs> a, a lot job, of those yeah. references like weren't necessarily there like like, i mean obviously i have like vague memories of the things that happened in (laughs) elvis and the general plot points but no i did i (laughs) i felt like at no point in the movie was i like hungry for more (laughs) elvis or like more tethers to elvis in connection to like his fame. I feel like if there was anything that I wanted more of, it was just like some more signposts as to what was actually happening in their relationship. like I wanted to know like totally. when did they actually have sex the first time or sort of when uh...
0: right, but like, I don't know that's there what's... was that's what she said,
1: yeah. I... But I feel like that wasn't necessarily yeah, wasn't like clear. concrete in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So there were just some things like that exactly. that I kind things of we can wanted do, to know. Right. Exa- but yeah. But, yeah. but like, what does that mean exactly? You know? Yeah. Like, in was she just like giving BJs honey, honey. for like, yeah. <laughs> uh, for like years beforehand? Like, and Yeah. If no, you're... it
0: was weird because there was that scene where. Because it was like, they were kind of like tense. She was like, I don't know if I want to be here. And then suddenly there was like that scene where they just spent forever in bed. And I was like, oh, what happened? Because it was like just them laying in bed and the and the maid was bringing in new plates of food every day. And then they're like taking photos of each other in lingerie. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, they had sex. And then I was like, oh, no, they didn't. They're just, they're just flirty little right. warm bodies, yes. you know, and uh, that sexual repression. It's a familiar thing. So.
1: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that Yeah, so so I don't know. I, f- I feel like I was kind of like more intrigued by that plot. Pl- well, yeah, and it's like. those kind of like, plot points than like what actually was happening in Elvis's life.
0: Right, because it's like, again, Elvis has all these affairs and denies them. And Priscilla, you're left to like wonder with Priscilla, like, oh, is this just, what am I falling for? Like, am I stupid to be here type thing? But then the fact that it doesn't like really allow her to have her affairs or like. I don't know it was just interesting because I think it would have been you know the the relationship tension is the fascination so what what is the push like what are these other guys in her life fulfilling that Elvis isn't at the time other than obviously having sex with her but and the same thing with like having the baby like I don't know that it seemed really weird that he was so excited for it because I don't think he was actually and it just felt kind of like I don't know. I, I like. I liked the movie. I didn't love the movie. That's sort of how I feel about it.
1: <laughs> I really did like the movie a lot, but I can understand why people didn't. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. There's. I feel like there's a fine line between something feeling like it's intentionally scaling down and not yeah. trying to go into places and feeling like something missed an essential point of the story and for me i kind of liked this snapshot snapshot energy but i can get people being like no i like needed more or wanted more in different Ways. Yeah, because that's like if how. You
0: took I... the, if you took the creepiness out of Spencer, it would be this movie. Like if you took the weirdness out of Spencer,
1: <laughs> right? But I also loved Spencer, so yeah, that exactly. makes sense <laughs> why I would like this. But I'll say this: that and I feel like a similar movie in some ways is May December, um, which is coming out also later this year, which is the Natalie Portman, um, Julianne Moore movie based on the, what's it, Kaylee Letourneau? Carrie Letourneau? Uh, It's this, it's, it's loosely based on this, like, famous case from the 90s of this school teacher who, like, had an affair with one of her, like, eighth grade students and went to jail, but then, like, kept corresponding with him and then once like he became of age they got married and had like multiple kids together and lived together for you know like i want to say decades before eventually he got divorced or before they got divorced and so the movie is about julianne moore (laughs) plays like the old version of the of the woman um one of the guys from Riverdale actually plays like the you know fully aged <laughs> version of her hu- of the husband who was originally like the little kid, and then Natalie Portman plays an actress who's like going to visit them in order to study them for a movie that she's going to be in, where she's playing like the younger yeah. version of Julianne Moore. Yeah, but that movie also, I think, is dealing with a lot of these sort of okay. Well, what happens when you're like underage and you meet somebody and it's definitely like a grooming situation, but then later on when it's not when (laughs) yeah like when you're successfully groomed then you're an adult like how exactly does that work and the natalie portman character yeah is like like you ever need help you know sort of like let me know (laughs) kind of a thing and the guy is like what like i'm an adult like i'm here because i chose to be here and you're sort of like well like you are but i guess technically but also like no and but that movie i felt like did not go into the like i felt like was too surfacey and did not like hit the topics as hard mm. as they needed it to where mm. in this movie i felt like the fact that it didn't do that was fine so i don't know mm. you know it's yeah. like i think it just no, really yeah, depends it's, on it's the- very
0: much it it's very much Energy. a style, like it's a very Sofia Coppola movie. Like I think it makes sense. It yeah. tracks. Um, I did see your review on Letterboxd, and you said the best performance was Jacob Elordi, and I wanted to talk about that. Yes, you agree? I you think, think, that, think better than I the Priscilla that, actress?
1: <laughs> well, I guess I'll say this: I think that I think that the Priscilla actress does a really good job. Um, mm-hmm. And is incredible in it. I think that she is given the like easier task of <laughs> playing somebody who we don't necessarily know what they're like. Okay, I think that yeah. Jacob Elordi's Elvis was a really good Elvis performance, especially after last year, where I feel like we got a very like weird, over-the-top kind of performance. I don't know. <laughs> I thought that he did a really good job of, of finding a version of Elvis that still felt like Elvis Presley but didn't exactly feel like he was just doing an impression of him, but that also <laughs> felt like a real person. I, so I. Well,
0: you know, what's funny is that he says the only Elvis he knew and prepared for was the Elvis from Lilo and Stitch. So,
1: <laughs> right? No, exactly.
0: <laughs> so I mean, there wasn't a lot of study going on. There's not a lot of method being
1: performed. No, but I but I think that that like not a lot of honestly of really works here. Yeah. <laughs> Um so I but but honestly they both do a good job. And it's been fascinating because of the actor strike. This is one of the few movies that the actors can do press for because it's an A24 movie. So oh. I feel like Jacob Elordi and Kaylee Spaney have been everywhere doing everything and are just constantly on my newsfeed because they are like basically the only celebrities this season who can talk about stuff. Um, I
0: didn't see any of that.
1: Really? I haven't seen any maybe, of them. Maybe Ooh. it's just because I'm on the gay side of TikTok that's obsessed I'm, with Jacob Elordi, yeah, but like, yeah,
0: I'm probably on the I've opposite side. I've
1: gotten so much Jacob Elordi <laughs> content.
0: <laughs> I've been like, I've probably muted his name after watching The Kissing Booth. I thought that was honestly, mm. honestly, the most toxic film I've ever seen geared towards children. I hated it so much. He is horrific in it. Like just the worst human being on planet Earth and so i did judge him a lot i have no interest in him but he was good in this i mean he was good i I don't know it it felt at times like it's hard like because elvis himself seems like such a caricature he's just like well well well." you know it's just like (laughs) yes
1: it's like how do you play the strange well sort of like (laughs) einstein and oppenheimer where it's like how do you like how does somebody play einstein and not have it be like funny yeah,
0: yeah. So, but I did like. I think I was surprised. I, you know, because I really only know Jacob Elordi from, kissing because you haven't watched Euphoria Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I did, I did see season two, so I did see him. Huh. He's like, oh yeah, sad. yeah,
1: yeah. He's the bad okay. guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So not great vibes from him, but in this movie, it was fun to see him lean into the subtleties. And he carried it pretty well. Like, I think it's also a good marker that Austin Butler's Elvis, I really didn't mind. Like, on screen, I thought, you know what? He performed well. I like his musical numbers in it. I think he did good. I don't think he had to go as hard as he did. I don't think his, like, I didn't see my family for a year because I was just in character method acting. Like, no, you didn't need to do that, Austin. Like, please calm down. Um, but I think Jacob had an interesting, like, talent for the subtleties in this film that it required where it was like I don't know I I feel like yeah I don't I didn't have fun necessarily watching the movie but I liked the little the little tiny choices where it's like how he's partying with his friends and Priscilla's like just laughing with the girlfriends like I don't know it was it was a beautifully made film and I think that their performances were um, equally well suited for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They are both incredible. I mean, I love Sofia Coppola, but I also, as you know, like love these sort of quiet, tiny, like weird sort of movies where nothing happens. So her movies play right into that. Uh, (laughs) So do you think
0: it'll be Jacob Elordi, best supporting
1: actor well, I don't know because the other thing is Salt Burn also comes out in a couple of weeks, which I have not <laughs> seen yet because I'm waiting to see it on my birthday for my birthday party. Yeah. But, uh, but Jacob Bellardi is also in that and is apparently oh. very good. And so I feel like the this could be one of the and he's also in a movie called um, The Sweet East, which is also coming out. That's another really like indie Look at him, sort of comedy and busy. So I. I can sort of see a situation in which he gets nominated for this sort of as like a welcome to the party, like you were good in a bunch of things this year. Also, I think that the su- the lead categories this year are really crowded, but the supporting categories are really sort of empty in a lot of ways. Like there's not a lot of strong contenders. So I could see him... Getting in there just because this is Kind of like a lead performance It's one of those like you know Like it could be a lead but we're Going to run it in supporting Yeah Yeah. So so I don't know. I I but I also don't know if the academy is going to like this as much as they liked Elvis just because it's not like as big and as showy. And Lost in Translation did well for Sofia Coppola at the Oscars. Like she won for best mm-hmm. screenplay, I believe. But aside from that, they haven't really gone for her movies. I think they're too quiet in a lot of ways. So, I don't know. I I I would love if this got nominations uh, and I think Kaylee Spaney also like deserves to be nominated. But I, I wonder if they won't sort of be like, well, it's quiet and you know, she's new and we don't really know her and Jacob Lurdy's like, from yeah. Euphoria or whatever. So actually, you know, like let's, skip this and give out (laughs) more nominations to like killers of the flower moon and oppenheimer which feel much more like and and honestly even barbie um which feel much more like like do we think that jacob lordy is going to get in over ryan gosling like i kind of feel like no or like um,
0: wouldn't ryan gosling be lead
1: best no i think ryan gosling is supporting
0: oh well, then, yeah, no,
1: sorry. I feel like really these days, unless you are, like, the actual, like, lead, lead, lead of the movie, or it's one of those movies where it's, like, build as, like, a two-person movie that you are in supporting. Like, it doesn't matter... I mean, like Ken obviously has so much screen time and is like the biggest male role in the movie, but it's like no, this is Barbie the movie, so Barbie (laughs) is lead; everybody else is supporting. It's not
0: Ken's movie; it's Barbie's movie.
1: Right, exactly. (laughs) Like unless you're, I, I, you know, like if you're a well, okay, so then Killers of the Flower Moon
0: is that? Are they all supporting
1: actors? Well, I think that Killers of the Flower Moon initially was leonardo dicaprio as lead everybody else is supporting but they moved lily gladstone up to lead i think sort of as a pr move in some ways that i think doesn't necessarily help her um because i think she would have maybe won in supporting where i don't think she'll win in lead she might be good i don't know um there's, there's feels... got
0: to be some rules put in place because she is clearly not the lead i just i disagree i think you have to they have to become no. like i, mean, I think most... screen time or something
1: yeah. i mean yeah they it's so strange because yeah you have people who are basic who are on screen for hours competing for lead or for supporting against people who are on screen for you know five minutes or whatever um no it's it's always the who's in which category is always very confusing but yeah i think in general they want to they movies don't want people in the same category so it's like if they they'll move people around to not compete against each other
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Priscilla, you know, probably won't make it. You're right. Maybe costumes. I did wish they s- explained more about why her hair got so big and then didn't. I feel like that. I feel like I was waiting for that for Elvis to be like, I love I love big bouffy hair. Like, get that hair. Yeah, because the but hair really was wasn't.
1: insane.
0: <laughs> and then it just like faded after her birth. Like she had the biggest whatever you call that style. Poofy hair. I mean, I guess they probably post-birth. went out of
1: style at a certain point, but I
0: know. But that level of poof, I don't think was in style. You know, I just I mean, wanted. I that's don't what know. I needed. I needed that answered. That was what I was going in there. I'm like, I can't wait to understand why she looked the way she did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's
1: in the memoir. Maybe you got to read the memoir. <laughs> it's in
0: The memoir. Yeah, I'll have to give it a read. Uh.
1: uh but no, I. In general, I like this movie. It'll be interesting to see how this does as we go through award season. Next week we have the new hung no. No. No, next week is Captain Marvel.
0: Oh, Ms. cute. Ms. Marvel? Ms. Ms. Marvel. What Ms. what is it called? I'm seeing it. Ms. Marvel. Tonight. Ms. Marvel. Miss No, Ms. that was a
1: TV show. What is this movie called?
0: The Marvels.
1: The The just the Marvels, yeah, maybe that is what it is.
0: now you're throwing me off. It's uh... maybe it's
1: Captain Marvel was the first one, and then Ms. Marvel is the yeah. It's the Marvels, the Marvels,
0: yeah, the Marvels. Which is
1: which is Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, and then the like the the lady from WandaVision, (laughs) yeah, yeah, Wanda Marvel. (laughs) on <laughs> to Marvel um, okay. yeah
0: no there will be lots to discuss because I also so read it's... that whole piece about the MCU and uh, falling apart and so I can't wait look forward to yes. it
1: yes okay so we'll have the Marvels then oh, and the it's next short. week is the Hunger Games yeah oh my no. gosh under two hours it's like an hour that's 40 amazing. or something magic Freaking
0: Ballad of Songbird and Snake should have taken notes is...
1: yeah I know that's almost three hours yeah <sighs>
0: Okay, and then no, it's my birthday.
1: It. We'll have to figure out what, I, what we're going to do for my. We'll have to figure out what we're going to do for my birthday episode. Yeah, that's uh. on you, <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Elordi so couple, themed oh, episode. No. Here we come, baby. <laughs> well, well, well. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> uh, uh. Okay. Uh, well, this has been great. Um, thanks for the delay. Sorry that we didn't have an episode yesterday because I have strep throat, and we'll be back next week. Bye, guys.